0: Wednesday night, so I just want to let everybody know I'm still alive. I guess they can see me on there, but uh, uh, I didn't know people were that concerned, but I guess they are. Um, So remember, uh, we welcome you to live streaming. All right, turn with me to 2 Samuel, if you would, for our text this morning. Let's all stand as we honor God's word by standing. 2 Samuel, the 12th chapter. I'm going to be preaching on something today that all of us need. Every one of, I believe every one of us need it, uh, and I pray that the Lord will give me the strength to go ahead and be able to preach this whole message. But um, the 12th chapter of the book of 2 Samuel, and, uh, and the title of my message is the first few words of this uh, verse. First verse says, and the Lord sent Nathan, that's that's my title of my message this morning, and the Lord sent Nathan unto David, and he came unto him and said unto him, there were two men in one city, the one rich, the other poor. The rich man had exceeding many flocks and herds, and the poor man had nothing. Save one little ewe. Now that one little ewe he's referring to here is Bathsheba. said he had one little ewe, lamb, which he had bought and nourished and it grew up together with him and with his children and it did eat of his own meat and drank of his own cup and lay in his own bosom and was unto him as a daughter. And it came to and there came a traveler unto the rich man and he spared to take take of the own flock and of his own herd to dress for the wayfaring man that was come unto him but took the poor man's lamb and dressed it for the man that was come to him. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day. Thank you for the blessings of it. Lord, I pray that you'll help me to be able to preach this message this morning, go through with me, uh, pray that I won't lose my uh, strength today. Thank you, Lord, for everything. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you. you may be seated. Title of my message this morning, and the Lord sent Nathan. God has a great warning to all of us today. It was the great Apostle Paul who said, Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. He also wrote, For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Second Timothy 1.7 Just remember, backsliding never begins with an overt act of guilt but in the secret thoughts of the heart. Think about that now. Backsliding begins in the secret thought of the heart. It was Christ who told the good church at Ephesus, nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. This the Lord's way of telling a good church that they had fallen. Christians may have fallen out of fellowship with the Lord, although they have not fallen out of fellowship with others. There was a vast difference between, there is a vast difference between the fall of Saul and David and between the denial of Peter and that of Judas. Saul could never come back, but David did repent, was able to repent. Also, Peter repented, but Judas tried but could not. Thinking of David's fall, just remember, David never sought the advice of Nathan. God sent Nathan. That's, that's, that's my message. David never asked for Nathan to come talk to him, but God sent Nathan. Let me tell you, folks, when you need to, somebody to come and talk with you, God will send somebody. You don't have to ask for them, that God will send somebody. As he did, as he did David. David had committed a terrible sin, and David was one of, God's men. Now, let me tell you, folks, if you're not one of God's children, he'll never send anybody to you. God watches after his children. He watches after them like like, uh, like, you would a baby. He watches after them. When he sees them about to fall, he'll run and catch them, or he'll send somebody to help them out. Believe me, I know that. I know that for a fact. Because I've ever, every time I have gotten, uh, I've got problems, every time I've gotten, God's always sent somebody with a good word to help out. Now, what was the nature of David's fall? Now, we all know about his fall. We all know that David was supposed to be out, in the, out, out on the battlefield with, his, with the others. And he didn't go one day. He stayed home. He was a leader of them. But he stayed home. This this gives this tells us something that we need to listen to. He stayed home. So he went out on his balcony. When, he, when he's supposed to been out in, he's supposed to have been out with his warriors. He's supposed to have been out there fighting battles with them. And what did he do? He stayed home. And so when he stayed home, he went out on his balcony and he looked down and he saw this beautiful woman, Bathsheba, down there taking a bath. And he had nothing to do but to call her up to his place. He was a king. He knew that she would come. And he took advantage of her because he was a king. That's another thing. We've got to realize, you know, God God doesn't send people to take advantage of you. God sends people to help you. He he doesn't send anybody to take advantage of you. Let me tell you, there's preachers out there today who will take advantage of you. You've got to be careful. You've got to be careful. You really do. I'm telling you, folks, I know things that y'all don't know. I know some things, you know, you can come and tell me everything in the world, but I know some things y'all don't know. I, know. I know what's going on. And I know these preachers who will take advantage of you. You get a chance, they get a chance too. Now what was the nature of David's fall? Just keep this in mind. David committed adultery and murder. Now, we think about sometimes our measly little sins. You know, our sins are measly up beside that man. That's one of God's men. That's a man who was after God's own heart. That's a man that was running after God, God's own heart. He was, he, he was, he was God loved him, loved him dearly. But what did he do? He committed a terrible sin, a sin that I hope and pray that a lot of us have not committed. He committed adultery. He committed adultery, and then he turned around. What did he do? David's killing of Uriah was the sin of covering the other sin. Let me tell you, folks, that's the, that's the steps we get into. You've got to be careful. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm just warning you folks, you've got to be careful because you've got folks right now that are after you. You don't know what they are. Oh, what a tangled will we weave when we first set out to deceive. That's what David did. David, David wound his terrible weave because he set out to deceive. David called Uriah in from the battlefield. He, old, old Uriah, the, the wife of Bathsheba, was out there in the battlefield. And he was doing exactly what he was supposed to be doing. And David called him in. or that, No, David called his, I guess me and Brother Sam would say, David called his sergeant in and he told his sergeant he said put him on the front line the sergeant the sergeant and I- I'll call him a sergeant the sergeant didn't know why David wanted to put him on the front line David t- David was the king David said put him on the front line the Reason David wanted him on the front line because he wanted him to be killed He wanted him to be killed, and so he he put him on the front line. The sergeant put him on the front line, and and he did get killed. That was murder. That was murder for some to do that. Into what depths a child of God may fall at one one unguarded moment. Just one moment when you're weak. You may think everything's just fine. You may think think everything's just fine. You know, you, you, you think a lot of a person, you think a lot of them, all of a sudden, they let you down. They let you down. David let God down. David put God in a terrible position, and we're going to talk about that in just a moment. David put God in a terrible condition. David put God to where people had to blaspheme him. Well, how many others knew about what was going on in David's life? We don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us. How many others tried to cover up for David like we do sometimes, try to cover up for others? How many? How many? Was trying to cover up for David. How many? How many was just so weak that that they brought a great uh, trouble to, to the Lord. The Bible is a faithful book, for it reveals all the faults of its own children. Let me tell you, folks. If you do something you're not supposed to do, if you're one of God's children, not gonna be long until you're gonna find it out. Not gonna be long until God's gonna send somebody to you or something to you that's gonna reveal to you that you've done a wrong thing. you got to be careful because that happens. I know. You, you, y'all, you folks may say, well, has God ever chastised you? He has. And you, I'm not going to tell you why. And I'm not going to tell you what happened because I'm suffering because of it today. I'm suffering because of it today. There's a verse in the Bible that states, but if you will not do so, but if you will not do so, Behold, you have sinned against the Lord, and be sure that your sin will find you out. Be sure it will. David is not only one who was dragged into mire because of just one look. He's not the only one. He's not the only one. You've got to be careful what you, what you get into. I'm telling you what happened to Eve. Eve took one look at that tree, and she saw it was good to eat. God had told her not to eat of that tree, told her not to do it. But she took one look at that tree, and she saw that it was good to eat. What did she do? She plucked the fruit off of it, and she ate it, part of it, took it to her husband, offered it to him, caused him to sin too. Now think about this for a moment, what I'm trying to tell you today. Remember our mother Eve, when the woman, that is Eve, saw the fruit, that it was good for food. She saw the fruit. That's what the Bible says in Genesis 3 and verse 6. She saw that it was good for fruit, good for food. Remember Lot. Remember Lot. Abraham told Lot, which, which was, that was Abraham's nephew. Abraham told Lot, said, Now we, we got split up, so this, this is not working out. He said, you take the cattle you want. And Lot picked out the best of the cattle. He left Abraham with the worst. He looked. He saw. He looked at the herd. He picked out the best of the cattle. He left Abraham with the the weaklings. What did he do? He said, I'm going this way. He looked at the plains of Moab. He looked out there. And what did did he say? He said, boy, that's pretty, pretty fields out there. This is where I want to go, Abraham. Uncle Abraham, this is where I want to go. And he went. And he went. Do you know who he was looking toward? Looking toward Sodom. All that beautiful, that beautiful ground out there, that beautiful time out there. He was looking toward Sodom all along. He didn't know it. One look. All it took, one look, is all it took. Because of that one look, he lost his wife, and his girls turned into harlots. His girls became lesbians. He gave them up for that. He gave up his girls for that. One look, one look toward greener grass. Oh, there's greener grass over here. And he took one look. He lost his wife, and he lost his two daughters. Remember when the sons of God looked on the daughters of men? Now think about this. One look. The Bible says in the book of Genesis that the sons of God looked on the daughters of men. In Genesis, the sixth chapter, what happened? They all became morbid in their own, in their own lives, every one of them. All of their thoughts of their heart became evil from that day forward. What happened? God had to destroy every one of them. He killed every one of them. Some say there's as many as three billion people. God killed every one of them just because the sons of the dog, the sons of men, I'm sorry, because the sons of God looked on the daughters of men. He had to kill every one of them. He killed, he killed some 3 billion people. At least that's what some say. I don't know. I can't tell you that for sure. Some say as many as 3 billion people live, God destroyed every one of them. How many did he preserve? Eight. Eight of them. God told him to build an ark because of rain. And I've said this many times before. He built that ark right in the middle of the desert. And everybody, I'm sure everybody went by just shook their heads. What's that, what's that idiot doing? Building, building an ark out here in the middle of the desert. Well, God hadn't planned on him taking that ark to water. He planned on bringing the water to the ark. See, we don't know what God's got planned. That's the reason I hate sometimes to have to go into things that I feel kind of strange about. I've been doing this a long time. I've been doing it 55 years. I've been doing exactly what I'm doing right now, 55 years. Somebody asked me here a while back, they said, how how you find another message to preach? I said, they're there. They're in the Word of God. I've seen too much. Somebody said, well, how do you know? Somebody right here sitting in this church one day said, how do you know? I said, I know a lot because I've seen a lot. I know a lot because I've heard a lot. I know a lot because I've experienced a lot, like farmer insurance. Fifty-five years, that, that don't amount to a thing to some people don't amount to a thing to some people. Some people still challenge you just like they did Jesus. It don't make any difference. Like those idiot Pharisees did when the woman committed adultery. Those idiot Pharisees, they went up to Jesus and they said, What are you going to do with her? The Jewish law says she's to be stoned to death. But the Roman law says if you stone her, they're going to get you from murder. What did Jesus do? Jesus got a stack of rocks. And he said, those of you that have never committed a sin, pick those rocks up and throw them at, them, at her. Well, they couldn't none of them. They all walked away. Jesus was left there with her. And all Jesus told her was, why today we'd be, we'd be crazy. We'd be crazy. We'd we'd run a pastor off today if he told somebody to go and sin no more. We'd run him off. But we want him to do more. We want more done. It's not alright just tell somebody try not to do anything like this again but well, I know we've got people that continually sin we've got people that, that hadn't been in this church for a year or two they're members they don't come you get tired of telling people you need to be here. 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 And That's what happened. Jesus told that woman, said so I'm going to let you go, but don't you sin no more. The consequence is not going to be this easy. You know, we've got a we've got a society today that goes in the stores and picks up what they want. Takes it out. If you if you, you won't just go into If you want to go somewhere where you can just steal something, get by with it, go to California. You can go in that store and steal anything you want to. Get by with it. What was it Jesus said? We're talking about the look. One look. David looked down, one look. Jesus said, but I say unto you, whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her in his heart. Believe me, God will chastise you for that. You men, I want to tell you men, God will chastise you for that. Even though you don't say anything about it, even though you keep it to yourself, God will chastise you for it. A look can be a falling thing. What is the fruit of a child of God's sin? What is the fruit of a child of God's sin? It was Nathan who told David, How be it? because of this deed, this thing that you've done, David, because of this deed, thou hast given occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. The child also shall surely die. Verse 14. The child shall surely die. Listen, folks, I have warned that the penalty of sin can be tremendous. I warned you. I warned people. David did what any thinking man could do. He married Bathsheba. Well, we'll just cover it up. I'll just marry her and everything will be okay. But the son died anyway. David said, if I marry her and become a legitimate father to the boy, God won't won't kill him. But God did. Even though David married the mother of his son, this did not cover David's sin. The son still died. How people will talk when a child of God falls. It was Ezekiel who said, now listen to this, I'm about finished. And I will sanctify my great name. God, this is His God speaking, Jehovah God. And I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathen, which ye have profaned in the midst of them. And the heathen shall know But I am the Lord, saith the Lord God, when I shall be sanctified before their eyes. God said, I'll prove to them who I am. Ezekiel, you keep preaching. You keep preaching, Ezekiel. Paul Jackson, you keep preaching. I know know you've been doing 55, but you keep preaching. He told Ezekiel, you keep preaching, Ezekiel. He said, they're not going to listen to you. But he said, I'm going to tell you one thing, I'm watching too. I'm watching what they're doing. They're causing people to blaspheme me, talking about God. They're causing people to, to say bad things about me. We don't want nobody to say anything bad about our God. I guess the moral of this message is that it is much better to have a good name than all the riches in the world most of you've got a good name i believe i've got a good name most of you've got a good name keep it that way be careful keep it that way it's a terrible sight to see one of god's men or women to go down what does the Lord say about His children? He said they can go down seven times. What's He going to do? He said I'll lift them back up. Oh, God is a loving God. He, he's a He's a God that will take a lot of things. He'll take more than we do. He'll take more than we do. He'll take He'll take more than we we take. God's loving. I've said this many times. I don't care what you do to me. You'll never make me stop loving you. And I mean that. I mean that with all my heart. I could leave here today and never stop loving any of you. Because I just, I can't do it. Well, God's the same way. God says if a man, if one of my children go down seven times, I'm just paraphrasing, he said I'll raise them back up. That's a good man, a good woman. This is not all concerning David's sin. What are we going to do? We're going to look at more of it next Sunday I've got about the same message but it's going to be about David's sin next Sunday what happened everything that happened do any of you I know, I know you've studied the Bible I know some of you know what happened to David David not only lost that son that he brought into this world by, by Bathsheba but he lost other children That he already had. Let me tell you, folks, when you, when you sin against God and you try to keep it a secret, God's going to, there's going to be some things going to happen to you. Believe me, I know. We're going to see next week what were some of those things. David didn't get by with his sin. He thought he did. He thought David tried everything in the world to get by with his sin. Some have said, that he committed every one, he broke every one of the Ten Commandments, this one sin. He broke every one of the Ten Commandments. Go back and read the Ten Commandments and see. And I think when you study it, by the time we get done with this message, you're going to agree. David broke every one of the Ten Commandments trying to cover his sin, his one sin help us to bring it out in the open. I remember one time, I remember two times, I remember one time I had to come before the church myself. You, Karen Sam knows it. They were there. When I got so mad, I got so angry, I went home and I run my fist through two, all the way through a wall at the house. Rhonda knows what I'm talking about. I was so mad about something that took place at church when I shouldn't have been. But I was young. I didn't know no better. I know better now. I'm afraid Ron will kill me now. No, I'm not. But I did. I went home and I run my fist plumb through a wall. And I had to come back and go before the church and ask the church to forgive me for being so angry. Y'all remember that? Y'all don't remember it, do you? At least you're not telling me where you remember it or not. I had to go before the church at Friendship Baptist, and I had to ask them to forgive me because I did get angry. Oh, yeah, we can get that way. But we've got to get over it. We've got to get over it. The only way you're going to get over it is repent of it like David did. David repented of his sin, finally. David repented of his sin. He finally did. But remember, Judas, would not. they will not let him repent. That's, that's where you've got to be careful. Sometimes you can't repent of a sin and make it go away in your conscience. You can't do it. All right, let's all stand, if you would. Let's be dismissed. And we're not going to have the business meeting. So I'll